0: Hello! Welcome to Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Weldon. Today's story is called Paul Bunyan and Babe the Big Blue Ox, a retelling of a classic story by Daniel Hines. Today we'd like to say a special thank you to Luciano, Rose, and Valentina and their family, Isaac, Micah, and Selah and their family, Penny Mae and Denver and her family, Luca and Roman and their family, Ruby and Saul and their family, and Phineas and his family. Thank you so much, Phineas, Saul, Ruby, Roman, Luca, Penny May, Sayla, Micah, Isaac, Valentina, Rose, and Luciano. You are part of what makes it possible for us to continue to produce fun new stories for our listeners. If you would like to support Stories Podcast and receive a thank you in a future episode, please head to patreon.com stories and make a pledge. Then send an email to amanda at storiespodcast.com and let us know who to thank. For as little as $1 per month, our Patreon subscribers also gain access to a special commercial-free feed with all of our past episodes on it. The feed works with any podcast player, and you can email us if you need help setting it up. Hey, grown-ups. On the Nintendo Switch system, you can team up with friends in Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Where you can meet talking flowers. Life's full of surprises. And where piranha plants sing. And where Mario, Luigi, and Peach turn into elephants. Wow, it's Sally! And where this announcer turns into a... Super Tiny announcer! <laughs> That's not in the game. <clears throat> Sorry, got a little excited. Nintendo Switch, the home of Mario and Friends. Game rated E for everyone. Game and system sold separately. Hello! We're so thrilled to share that we've partnered with some incredible brands that we think you're going to love. Parents, if you're looking for items like a helper tower to get your kids more involved in the kitchen, or fresh activity books to work on while the family is listening to their favorite podcasts, look no further than the Stories shop. All you have to do is go to starglowmedia.com stories to check out family-friendly brands curated by the Stories team just for you. That's starglowmedia.com stories. Thanks. Enjoy the episode. Paul Bunyan and Babe the Big Blue Ox in the great, wild state of Maine, many years ago, when America was still an untamed country, some mighty kind folks were waiting for their babies to arrive. They gathered in front of their logging camp, all in pairs, all aware in their Sunday best. There were six couples in all, each eagerly awaiting their little bundle of joy. Look, here they come, cried Mrs. Bunyan, pointing to the horizon. There, in the morning distance, came the storks. They were lanky, gangling birds, all white-feathered with beaks so long and orange they looked like carrots. And though it was a goodly distance, even from where they stood, the parents-to-be could see that each stork carried a bundle with their feet. Some of the bundles were blue, and some of the bundles were pink. All of the bundles were crying like the winter wind in the way that only newborn babies can cry. The stork swept down towards the logging camp like farmers on a flapjack. As they passed over, they dropped their bundles into the eager arms of the waiting couples. One, two, three, four, and five. But no six. Mr. and Mrs. Bunyan were left with nothing but a belly full of sadness. With fading hope, they looked back to the horizon. What if they don't have a baby for us? asked Mrs. Bunyan. They will, said Mr. Bunyan, even though he wasn't sure if he really believed it himself. A minute rolled by, then another and another. Time seemed to be passing slow as syrup in the dead of winter. Finally, ten minutes later, when the Bunyans had just about given up all hope, there was a new shadow on the horizon. Honey, look, another stork! Mrs. Bunyan cried. Everyone in the logging camp gave out a hoot and holler and cheer so loud it probably woke the bears out of hibernation and set them dancing. But as the shadow drew closer, they realized something strange. It wasn't just another stork. It was another six storks, all working together to carry one almighty mother of a blue bundle. It's a boy, Mr. Bunyan called to the camp. It's a big, big, big boy, added Mrs. Bunyan, as the stork swooped down and dropped the bundle. The Bunyans caught it together, and good thing, too, because that bundle was as big as the two of them put together. Nearly six feet around it was, and inside was a baby big enough to match. If other babies cried like the winter wind, little Bunyan cried like the whole howling fury of a nor'easter snowstorm. Now some of the folks were afraid, and can you blame them, baby that size? But a parent's love is a parent's love, stronger than steel and braver than a pride of lions. So Mr. and Mrs. Bunyan went right on up and gave that big baby boy a hug. And wouldn't you know... The crying stopped, and the smiling started. And that was how Paul Bunyan came into the world. Growing up isn't easy for anyone, and it was especially hard for Paul, who did more growing than any man had ever done before. By six months old, Paul was bigger than his father, and his poor mother had to visit 50 cows a day just to keep him in milk. By a year, he was eating a foot-high plate of flapjacks for breakfast every morning and washed them down with a glass full of syrup and a bucket of juice. By the time he was just eight years old, Paul Bunyan started each day with a hundred eggs, a ceiling-high tower of flapjacks, and a tree's worth of juice. He'd grown to be so large that no normal kind of house would hold him. If he stood too fast, he'd punch his head and shoulders right through the ceiling, and if he tried a normal door, well, he'd punch through like a one-man battering ram. Luckily, everyone in camp was willing to pitch in and build him his very own house. It was built around four towering oak trees, and the roof was near a hundred feet high. It didn't have a door, since no one could think of how to build one that big. Instead, it had a great quilt hanging over the entryway. The quilt had taken all the women in the camp a whole month to make, but they did it gladly for Paul. Why were they so willing to help? Well, that's a simple one. Even though he was only eight, Paul was doing the work of fifty men, They'd built him an axe so big that if a bird took off flying from the handle, it'd have to stop and rest before it reached the blade. Sure, it was long, but no one doubted Paul would grow into it. And grow into it he did. By the time Paul was 18 and finished sprouting, he was over a 100 feet tall. He handled that axe like it was a part of his body, and he could clear miles of forest with one sweep, just as easy as you'd brush crumbs off a table. If you wanted to talk to him, you had to climb him like a mountain and crawl into his ear, so big it was like the mouth of a cave. Many a morning saw Paul headed into the forest to work, the other loggers hitching a ride, twenty of them on each shoulder. Paul was well-loved, even if he did occasionally stumble and flatten a house or two. Only problem was, Paul still found himself feeling lonely. Not for family or friends, he had those, but for someone his own size. It would be nice for once to give a hug or wrestle around without worrying about crushing someone. So, that winter, when all the other loggers were holed up cozy as raccoons in a gunny sack, Paul set out into the snow, hoping to find himself one giant miracle. And friends, find it he did. He had been walking for weeks. The snow was so deep that it would be up to the neck on you or I, but it was barely up to Paul's pinky toenail, so it didn't bother him none. Plus, when he stood on his tippy toes, his head was over the clouds, so he could always find a little sunshine and fresh air. Anyway, Paul was walking through some forest out near Minnesota at the time. That may seem to be a fearful long way away from Maine, but remember, tall as he was, Paul could walk a mile quicker than a rabbit could cross the road. So out there in the Minnesota forest, Paul saw the darndest thing. It was a big ox, all frozen up in ice as blue as a cloudless sky. Well, Paul bent down and used his axe to chip away the ice just as careful as a mother would use a bib to clean her baby. When the ox was free, Paul scooped it up and ran on back home. He had expanded his house a little since the other loggers had built it for him as a kid. The ceiling was now 200 feet high, and it had taken a dozen acres of timber, earth, and stone to build it. Well, Paul got a fire going and set the ox down to thaw. Well, that blue ice all melted away like snow in the springtime, but wouldn't you know it, it had turned the ox's fur permanently blue. Paul named him Babe, and everyone at the camp called him Babe the Big Blue Ox. And maybe it was something strange about that blue ice, or maybe it was just that Babe wanted to match Paul, but whatever the case, Babe grew and grew until he was up to Paul's waist. From that point on, Paul and Babe the Big Blue Ox were always together, stuck tighter than dried honey. Paul left the logging camp shortly after that, and truth be told, no one knows exactly what he did next. There's the story of a giant in Oregon who held up a breaking dam and saved a whole town from being washed away. There's another about a massive man and his blue pet battling giant mosquitoes somewhere down south. I even heard once that Paul and Babe got into a wrestling match so rough and tumble, it cracked the earth right open. You ever heard of the Grand Canyon? Well, if you believe the stories, you can thank Paul and Babe for that. Whatever the case, next time you're outdoors a spell, spare a moment to think of old Paul and Babe and the other brave pioneers that turned this rolling patchwork of land into a country. The women and men who stitched the quilt of America one day of sweat at a time. Giants all, but none bigger than old Paul Bunyan. The End Today's story... Paul Bunyan and Babe the Big Blue Ox was a retelling of a classic story by Daniel Hines performed by me, Amanda Weldon. We'll find out the conclusion of Mazzy and Soft's story in the last installment of Soft the First Dog next week. If you would like to support Stories Podcast and receive a thank you in a future episode, please head to patreon.com stories and make a pledge. Then send an email to amanda at storiespodcast.com and let us know who to thank. Thanks for listening! Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Stories podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus kids in Apple Podcasts. Grown ups, before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com slash survey. Hi everyone! I'm excited to tell you about the brand new season of the podcast Musicland Stories. Musicland Stories is a weekly podcast for kids that takes you on an adventure through the universe of Musicland. The musical easter eggs and epic stories are sure to be tons of fun for the whole family. Take a listen to what's in store. I'm the conductor and now on a brand new season of Musicland Stories, I'm gonna take you all the way down to the ocean floor of the deep blue sea. And I've recruited a new crew of sonic expeditioners that I can't wait for you to meet. Together, we're on an underwater odyssey to capture the song of the last Leviathan, a giant sea creature who splished and splashed beneath the sea for thousands and thousands of years. Listen to the newest season of Music Land Stories, airing weekly every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.